This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a fan pile with enough iron goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome back to the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. We are going over the week one Sunday slate of pricing episode by episode. We've we've had a lot of fun with these. I'm here. I'm Scott Fish. I'm here today with Jay Clemens, who is fine. And well, John I do have something to say, though. Okay. If this is technically episode four in Star Wars lingo, this is the very first one, then. Oh, correct. Could, yeah, yeah, I suppose. But who knows what order we'll publish these in. How are you doing Toofy's today, John? impressed. He, he was I, like, he just dropped Star Wars knowledge. No, I was going to go with a Hollywood yeah. reference okay. that, uh, you know, we, we shot these out of sequence. Yes. So, you know, you never know if, uh, Burt Reynolds if Jay's said, available in the last episode or not. Burt Reynolds always said the only movie he ever shot in sequence was Deliverance because when they were going down the mountain, I mean, down the river, if someone broke their leg or something weird happened in Ed Beatty before something weird happened in Ed Beatty, then they would be able to react to it in the movie. That is interesting. I didn't. I did not know that about Deliverance. They didn't use the outtakes in Deliverance quite like they did in Smokey and the Bandit. That would have been. <laughs> I would have paid to see Deliverance outtakes. You're right. Well, we, maybe uh, I wouldn't have. Cannibal I would have sold run, them on the black Martin market. Smokey and the sure. Bandit, by all means. But yeah, you don't see many Ned Beatty uh, outtakes. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, by the way. This is why people come to this show too. <laughs> they come for the fantasy advice, but they stay for the the, the, the banter. Others, you know? Yes. All right, so we're going to talk about wide receivers today, and let, let's just let's just start it off. Uh, John, a lot of wide receivers playing today, but a lot of are on the Sunday slate. But a lot of uh, a lot of top cornerbacks are out. Uh, I, I heard you, uh, I saw you writing a few of that, a little bit of that information down. Yeah, I was going through. Uh, Doug Farrar did a great uh, list of the top ten shutdown corners, and five of his top six won't be playing on the Sunday slate. You've got uh, uh, Casey Hayward from the Chargers, Akib Tlaib and Chris Harris from the Broncos, Xavier Rhodes from the Vikings, Marcus Peters from the Chiefs. So uh, a lot of receivers running free, I think, on the Sunday slate, which is good news because you like those fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's you know anything that helps a fantasy wide receiver. That's always good, always good news for your fan ball lineup. So let, let's start out with what's the chalk this week? What do you got, Jay? Let's go with – I know we're going to talk about uh, Julio in a minute here, but let's start out with A.J. Green, uh, 9,100. Um, you know, he was injured last year, so there's a tendency to just kind of for discount what he did. But people forget uh, through 10 games, he was basically – I think he was at 100 targets, which is 10 per game. He was on track for 100 catches and maybe even 1,500 yards, perhaps his best season ever, minus the touchdowns, of course. 
Um, here's the deal. I've got some great uh, AJ Green stats here. Uh, his last, what, the last time he played Baltimore was he, he had eight catches, 134 yards, and one touchdown, but I got a better stat than that. The last five times he's played Baltimore, he scored a touchdown in, in all five occasions, Ooh, and once nice. there was a double. So he has six overall touchdowns in his last five games against the Ravens. Um, I mean, I would buy at any price for him uh, in week one. And, he, and here I was concerned that uh, he'd be drawing some Jimmy Smith coverage, but I know Smith was injured a little bit, but that's a five. I mean, that's five games. So yeah. he's getting it done on Jimmy that's Smith. He's getting well, it done on anybody. Here's the deal. If we're using Doug Farrar's piece, which I also saw, then based on what you just said, that would make Jimmy Smith technically the number two or number three guy for the quarterback for that, for that Sunday period. Um, but still, I'm not afraid. Nice. Not with those numbers, no. Yeah. Nice. And, and the other guy that Jay mentioned uh, at the top there is is one of my chalk plays for this weekend, Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's the most expensive wide receiver on the slate, the Sunday slate. He's $10,000. Uh, but in his last two games against Cleveland with Martavis Bryant in the lineup, he had 331 total yards and three touchdowns over those two games, uh, totaling like over 160 yards in each contest. I mean, when there is someone drawing coverage on that other side, it seemed like Antonio Brown feasted on Cleveland. And the Browns were the 22nd-ranked defense last year against wide receivers. I mean, they're, they let up some points. That's that's such a good matchup that the 10000 price might actually be worth it. I, I don't know, John. What what do you have for a chalk play? Well, I've got Mike Evans as a as a chalk play. In addition to Brown and Julio, both guys that uh, that you talked about, Evans has a ninety seven hundred dollar price point, um, but he gets uh, he gets the Dolphins, and you know, as we've talked about on these shows, as I've written about on the site, uh, as I pretty much talk about any anywhere I'm on the radio, that. That Buccaneers offense is built for speed this year. It's built to uh, maximize Jameis Winston, and Evans is going to be the guy they go to. You know, they've got Deshaun Jackson running down one side, but uh, I like Evans. I'm I'm willing to shell out big money against uh, uh, Miami's defense to see what happens in Week One. Uh, Julio, we talked about him real quick. Uh, the Bears were 30th against the pass last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio's three-year averages of what 108 catches. 165 targets, more than 1,600 yards, seven touchdowns, and a great stat of his last five season openers. Julio, just like our friend A.J. Green, is a perfect five for five in either collecting 100 yards or one touchdown in the game. Ooh, that, is, that is nice. That sounds like a stat I have about a different team and a different player later in the podcast Ooh, under values. That's a little foreshadowing. A little tease there. So let's talk about some values. Unless we had another chalk, I think we hit them all. So I think we got the chalk covered. All right, let's talk about some values. Two v one. Why don't you start us off with one? Well, again, uh, a guy that I've been beating the drum for all preseason. I'm going to go with uh, Pierre Garcon uh, against the Panthers at a nice sixty four hundred dollar price point. Um, the way things line up, it doesn't look like he's going to see a lot of uh, Bradbury, which who's Carolina's better cornerback. So Ray I think or James, not Ray. If he's drawn Ray, if you are, I really if you like are his under chances. Years old, you didn't get that joke. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I do like his chances if he's lining up against a science fiction author, that's for sure. Um, but it's a great opportunity. You know um, Brian Hoyer is going to feed his number one receiver. You know Kyle Shanahan is going to run the the offense around Pierre Garçon. And if he's not necessarily drawing their, their top coverage, I like his opportunity at 6,400. 
Yeah, Jay, do you, wh- who do you have? What's your What's your first? Okay, one? we'll go with two. And uh, you know, it seems to be a good pacing for this for this particular section. Whenever you come to me, I like to play one with stats, and I like to play one with a hunch. Okay, the stats one is really easy. Uh, Richard Matthews, fifty five hundred dollars, very very uh, doable rate there. In his last twelve games, he has nine touchdowns. During that span, he has four different outings of double digit targets. I know you want to kind of knock. The Titans, they don't really have a lot of stability or at least def- definition in terms of who is what. But I think Rashard Matthews, at least before Corey Davis finds his sea legs as an NFL receiver, Rashard Matthews is a clear number one, even if Eric Decker is on the roster. And then we have uh, Tavon Austin, $3,600. Okay, It's not so much about Austin. It's about the fact that Sean McVay there is there. Uh, Austin, I believe, last year had 12 targets in week one, but only four catches for 13 yards. Gone are the days, guys, of, of Tavon Austin having 12 targets and only four catches to speak of. Like, uh, Sean McVay will be a difference maker, and more so they're going against the Colts, and I think I'm on record here. The Colts might have the worst pass defense in the history of pass defenses, and so uh, this could be a wonderful week one for Tavon Austin, especially at that price point. Wow, that's, that, that, is, that is an interesting call, and I know how much you hate the the Colts defense. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I don't know why. I mean, if, if if the Lions can carve you up with their second teamers and the Colts have their first teamers out there, it's it's not going to end well for you. you Jay know? probably hates that you can only start five players against a single defense weekly and daily. <laughs> is that a rule? Yeah, that is a rule. <laughs> oh, I never. Okay, yep. so you I can didn't o- even know that you can yeah. only start five Rams versus the Colts if you're going to try that this week. Is that week. a football so thing? Or is that universal? I think it's oh. compliance. Okay, I I'm going to be honest. I'm that person when you sign up for. But a how site, often does that happen? When you five sign up for a against... site and you got to read the rules. Yeah. I don't read the rules. I would be a very bad lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm go- I'm going to go with one that's uh, related to my chalk play, which is Martavis Bryant. I already mentioned he had a. Huge game against the Browns two years ago, a long time ago, the last time he <laughs> was still playing NFL football. But I just really love that matchup. The uh, The Browns allowed the third most touchdowns, uh, third or fourth most touchdowns to wide receivers last year. Uh, I, th- I think both Brown and Bryant could feast. I think Bryant is really, really going to want to show up for week one. So I really like him this week. Tuvi, it looked like you had another one. I do have another one. I've got uh, Devontae Parker, and I'm really starting to come around to him. I believe, Jay, you had him as in our sleeper article. I've had him in pretty much every article. Yeah. Basically, uh, I, I think I have Parker higher than anybody for the season. Yeah. Well, I, I might be challenging that because with the shift at quarterback to uh, Jay Cutler, I'm backing off on Jarvis Landry because that's not the type of receiver he uses. He likes to go mm-hmm. to the target radius type of guy. Um, kind of showed that this last week. Wait a minute. You're, you you're saw basically that last just night. parroting what Mike, uh, Mike Mayock was kind of like, you know, this is – this isn't dink and dunk anymore. This is uh, we're going downfield. You know? Well, I think most people know that about Cutler, though. If if I'm sharing a you know sharing a thought with Mike Mayock, I think I'm doing something right because I respect that guy's opinion. But looking back at at what Elshon Jeffrey did with Jay Cutler last year, um, even going back further, those are the kind of guys he likes. So um, you've got Parker at what's the price point? I'm fifty two hundred. I mean that's take another eight hundred dollars off of. Uh, uh, of what Pierre Garçon costs. Plus, it doesn't look like you know, he's going to draw a lot of Brent Grimes. Brent Grimes is probably going to end up on the Jarvis Landry side of the field. So, Jay, it doesn't matter if you know Jay Cutler is going to throw it whether he's covered or not. Plus, 
you know, we should mention that uh, in fan ball scoring, you don't get dinged when Jay Cutler throws that interception. Nope. You know, no negative points. We're we're all about the positivity here. So Even I think that's part of the reason points, that Jay Cutler came back. Well, of course, you know, like <laughs> even if there were negative points in fantasy, like I've never once picked against a quarterback based on the assumption, well, he's going to throw four interceptions today. Because if you're picking a guy, you're going on the assumption that you like him for at least 300 yards and multiple touchdowns at a minimum, you know. You know, obviously, you didn't. They didn't have DFS when Vinny Testaverde was playing because we had the the negative scoring in my league for a while until <laughs> we abolished it. And it was the Vinny Testaverde Wait, rule. Didn't Vinny just retire like two years ago? So maybe yeah, but he didn't not, play yeah. for about the last five of those. He was well, a clipboard holder. He came out of exactly. to hold the clipboard. You know, and any of you, any of you would have done the same thing. Oh, absolutely. I do want to go back to Martavis Bryant for a second because I failed to give my awesome stat. Oh, I let's might, hear it. I might I might have to edit this together in a funny, awesome way. But what to make yourself look better? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of <laughs> yes, I'm going to edit all of Jay Jot out. It's just going to be me <laughs> for ten minutes. Uh, so Martavis Bryant, he plays Cleveland, right? Cleveland has allowed 96 yards and a touchdown four out of the last five years, and they have allowed a touchdown in every single year since 2006. The the only one that the one that didn't was 2005 Chad Johnson. He had 91 yards and no touchdown. I think it's the the anti the curse of Frisman Jackson. Yeah. The the opposite of Frisman yes, Jackson who went the off for the Browns a few years ago and never did a thing. How, after how much that. waiver wear money did you put on Frisman Jackson? Oh yeah. That was like 12 years ago I think. Yeah. He had 140 Two touchdowns, 140 catches. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. People, yeah. people dropped the year with money like on 240 him. yards. You know, the funny thing is, the George Tech kid, I, I forget his name, uh, Stephen, Stephen Hill. He had two touchdowns in his opener, but it's just more enjoyable to say Frisman Jackson. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a better name. The name and like Frisman, you got to be good. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to trap plays? Or let's am I let's trap him. A value? Trap. It's a trap. Oh, thank you, Jay, for the sounder that we still have made well, a no, sounder for. I'm assuming that you will eventually sub in ad, actual Admiral Akbar. You know, ah, I kind of like seeing you do the Admiral Akbar impersonation. I do have a letter out to Disney to try to get the rights to <laughs> oh, that to that happen. sound. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what they reply. Isn't the rule if you you can use audio up to six seconds and then after that you got to pay for it that that's uh there's something like that for tv but not for podcasts oh, or okay. audio that it's kind of a loosey-goosey gray area that there's no that sounds like a podcast in itself how yeah. great <laughs> so let's jump into trap plays all right uh jay why don't you start this one who's your trap play this week well i don't know if i feel good about this because i think i've taken enough pot shots at omari cooper this preseason even though i love the kid he's great there's a lot of scary stats against him. He's got a $7,900 value for week one against Tennessee, okay? I think Michael Crabtree will have a wonderful game. So I think Cooper will be the one who kind of pays for it. Here's the reason I don't like Amari Cooper. For those who have not read the many articles about the Raiders on fanball.com, okay? Here's just a sampling, okay? For the months of November, December, and January last year, okay? He played into January. He didn't have a single game of 100 yards. He has never scored a touchdown in back-to-back games. Uh, in his, what, last 33 games, including the playoffs, he has 15 different outings of four or fewer catches. And, like, on a PPR scale, that scares me. And I know he'll get better, and he will be a great receiver someday. But with the, the assumption of him being great is far ahead of the actual production. I'm an Amari guy. I really like Amari, but 
the the proof is in the pudding. He, he just hasn't he done amazing. it yet. Yeah, when, when he, he just when, when the ball's actually in his hands, he's amazing. But it it just doesn't happen. Anymore. Let's hope they stop pass interference in him in the end zone. Well, right, that's John? the thing. That's <laughs> one thing that cannot be calculated. Yeah. is well, the effect that you have on receivers. Like Devontae Parker is going to be another guy that man, you could almost say over under. He has at least three hundred yards uh, of pass interference calls by the end of the year. We need to add that as a stat. We need to find a way. I mean, the way that, that Pro Football Focus and other sites can track pretty yeah. much everything, I well, think yeah, I mean, we're going to have to start like tracking that. That would a pretty easy that. one to track, yep. like yep. if you were actually focused on it. We can, yep. Yeah. So, John, you want to give me one? I'll give you one, and I'll save, uh, I'll save the big dog for you. <laughs> I'll go with uh, Devontae Adams uh, against Seattle. You know, you, you want a piece of that Green Bay offense. But you got Seattle coming to town, and yeah, Green Bay did handle them pretty well last year. But why why poke the bear? It looks like Adams <laughs> is going to draw a lot of Richard Sherman. That's just the way things line up. And Aaron Rodgers, smart quarterback that he is, doesn't throw. I mean, we've seen the stats. He doesn't throw to the elite corners. He, he throws away from the coverage. It's effective. It works for him, but it doesn't help Devontae Adams' fantasy bottom line. So I'm not spending the 7300 on him. Yeah, that that is a pretty high price tag for that that level of defense. That's for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who I really like this year. I think last year's catch rate and all of that was an anomaly, and I think very Osweiler, uh, very much Osweiler's fault. Uh, I know that. But um, this week he goes up against A.J. Boye. And oh, Boye. Yes. And that Jacksonville defense is really good. They're really on the way up. They have, a, they have some really good personnel if they, can, if they can gel and put it all together. And with, I believe it's going to be Tom Savage starting. I, I think that's already been announced. That's, I don't know that I want to trot out Hopkins against Boye and that defense week one and, and not knowing exactly how they're going to play. That's that's a little too risky for me at 8,200. Right. You have a lot of moving parts there. You've got Clay Campbell, who's going to be pressuring Tom Savage. We don't know how. Taking out knees. Exactly. You know. Tom Savage is going to be responding to that. You mentioned Boye. They've got Ramsey on the other side. I mean, no matter where they're moving right. Hopkins around to, he's going to see some pretty good coverage. And we've got the, the Tom Savage factor of – what exactly does he bring to the table? Is in he an NFL game? Is he a Brian Hoyer type that, or a Jay Cutler type that? Yeah, I, I don't care. They're in coverage. I trust my guy to go get it. I, I don't know. I don't know if we've seen that from Savage. So I don't want. I agree with you. I don't want to pay the eighty two hundred to uh, to have that happen and, and unfold on my watch. Definitely, and another one I have is Des Bryant. Uh, he's a little cheaper as he should be this week, but seventy four hundred. I know recently. That's the trap. Yeah. That's the trap portion of this. Yes, that, that is definitely <laughs> a trap. Des Bryant, seventy four hundred. Uh, you look at that price and you think I'm saving twenty six hundred dollars, but and you see all the reports about how he's gelling with Dak this offseason. You see the touchdown. You, but the problem is he is so bad against good good cornerbacks, and he's going to face Janoris Jenkins this this week. He faces a lot of them this year, but, man, that is, that's a tough matchup against a good Giants defense. Yeah, some great stats from Scott Barrett at, at Pro Football Focus. Dez is the most cornerback-sensitive wide receiver over the past three years. So, uh, you know, with, with that matchup, again, why poke the bear? And, yep. and lower, that low price is kind of saying, yeah, come on in. Come on, it'll be okay. It's Des yeah. Bryant. We got yeah. no Zeke Elliott. We, you know, lots of opportunity for you. And I just, uh, I'm not playing that game. 
Yeah, definitely. One that I'm really <laughs> avoiding. There are so many better options. There, there are players for 2,000 or, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 less that I like more than Bryant this week. It's, that price is just – it's made to trap people in. You're exactly right. <laughs> so do you, do you have any more, Jay or John, before we get out of here? No, I'm all set. Uh, you know, it's I – tend, I, li- I tend to live in the school where when the weather is good – uh, the points are coming, and so like I, I just I don't have a lot of negative feelings for people, especially with the Sunday slate of matches. Just like what Tuvi mentioned, all the great premier cornerbacks are mysteriously playing on Thursday <laughs> yeah. or Monday. So you know it's it's a it's a high scoring. Uh, it's a nice week. weekend for water suit. Yep, nice weekend for wide receivers. All right, I think we're gonna get out of here. We've we've gone over some good stuff today. A lot of information jammed into your ear holes. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go the entire year without saying ear hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say it on every podcast now, <laughs> just to watch Jay score. I'm gonna say it in conversation with Jay too. Nice. All right, for John Tuvey at Jay Tuvey on Twitter. For Jay Clemens at M I N underscore. Jay Clemens on Twitter, and for me, Scott Fish, at ScottFish24 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sniffs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.